Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Common Fan Podcast. Uh, we've convened here uh, today to discuss something very interesting uh, that happened for the first time ever. And that is not PK not looking like a creep. It has to do with the game. It has to do with what happened on field in the game between Sri Lanka and Bangladesh. I know we don't have, uh, you know, we don't discuss Bangladesh on this podcast and that's because we don't have the time for it. Uh, but I guess, uh, you know, they've made us convene and speak about them. And that's the kind of team Bangladesh is. You will realize through the course of this podcast uh, why it's so important that we speak about what happened yesterday. Yeah, A batsman, a batter, to use the general neutral term because I don't think uh, this incident's happened in women's cricket either before. A batter was given out uh, for being too late to the crease. It's the first time it's ever happened in cricket and it was enforced by the umpires because Shaki Bal Hassan asked for it. He appealed. The umpire asked him twice if he wanted to uh, go ahead with the appeal and he said yes and then went to Angelo Matthews and uh, patted him matter-of-factly on the back as if it wasn't his uh, it wasn't in his power to uh, recall him. Like he could have recalled him at any point of time till he, Angelo Matthews walked out to the pavilion but he did not. So that's that's put the cricketing world in a tizzy about what the law says versus what the spirit of cricket says. So that's exactly what we're here to discuss. And I'll pass it on to Manan uh, to get his thoughts on this. Uh, oh, the irony, guys. Uh, we said we'll never talk about Bangladesh on our podcast. And here we are doing a whole episode on Bangladesh. Karma, I would say. Karma is a Bangladesh citizen, man. Seriously. Uh, and, you know, talking about the game. See, Shakib, if you, you look at it, you know, Shakib did what Shakib does. Act like a jerk in front of umpires, even when he's being polite to them, like he was yesterday. I don't know, you know, the law's interpretation is something else. But at the end of the day, I think he, Angelo Matthews was on the field and almost ready to take guard at a minute and 50 seconds. And then his trap broke. Yes, he could have been smart about it, faced one ball. Yeah, he was crying about it in the press conference that, you know, I... Uh, how can I play with the, without my helmet on against a spinner and all that? Again, maybe he could have, you know, he has, uh, he's well within his rights to be afraid because he, you never know, you know. Shakib might bowl a beamer at him because how unstable he is. Uh, but he could have played it around. He could have done it, uh, you know, in a different fashion. And more importantly, I think he was there on the crease at 150. So, what is what are your thoughts uh, on this, Ritwik, considering, you know, you are a lot more closer to Bangladesh uh, than all of us are in terms of your associations or your family's associations with the with the country. Well, uh, well, well. Honestly, I, as if the smog in Delhi wasn't enough, uh, Shakib and Bangladesh team's actions have cast a stronger cloud of uncertainty and controversy over the game that we had the previous day. I feel that Shaki should not have done that. Um, I, I'm no big fan of things such as the spirit of the game and all that. If uh, if it uh, if the batsman or any of the players are trying to steal an unfair advantage, then it's perfectly within the rights of the bowler to uh, dismiss that batsman in a legally permissible way. I don't think Angelo Matthews was trying to do anything like that. He had a genuine issue with his helmet and he requested for a replacement. The issue could have been sorted in another minute. That said, I, I really wish we had uh, somebody who knows the laws of the game probably, maybe somebody who has been an umpire at any, any level and who could 
tell us more about what what do the laws actually say regarding this whole incident by any chance you guys know anything uh, is is that a delhi metro card no, no it's not delhi metro card it's not that's his costco membership no that is not my costco membership that is not my costco membership and 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 the reason why it's not my costco membership is i used to have a costco membership card and they don't look like that um and, and if you don't believe me ask any of your cousins or family members in the us i am a qualified member of the new south wales uh, cricket umpires and scoring association and i also have with me the laws of cricket that they give you after you pass the umpire course so let me just read out what 40.1.1 which is timed out says so 40.1.1 if i can open the page correctly law 41 yeah after the fall of a wicket or the retirement of a batter the incoming batter must unless time has been called be ready to receive the ball or for or for the other batter to be received the to be ready to receive the ball within 3 minutes of the dismissal or retirement if this requirement is not met the incoming batter will be out timed out and the bowler does not get credit for the wicket the only difference between this and the odi playing conditions that they're using for the world cup is in the odi playing conditions it's 2 minutes that's it and to be very clear it has to be ready to take delivery of the ball not to ready to take guard now i understand obviously there's there's questions about antelo matthews being 150 155 and that's a different question that the umpires need to answer but that's it that is simply it so vijay before coming back to you i wanted to also raise this point about this spirit of cricket right and everyone keeps talking about the spirit of cricket and you know the spirit of cricket funnily enough is the first page of of, of the of the bloody book i mean not the bloody book this this is the first page the preamble but the spirit of cricket goes from that page including law 1 right up until law 42 which covers for player misconduct and any subsequent appendices So the spirit of cricket isn't just one page of the preamble it's the entire laws of the bloody game. So Bangladesh was fully within the spirit of cricket to appeal and I don't think any of us are and negating that. So the other thing is while Bangladesh was fully within the spirit of cricket to appeal as any professional team Sri Lanka would have had some, one at least one or two analysts just for them to say you know let him play just one ball let him just get a spinner let me get another helmet let me just get a cap let me have do something. will run a helmet after the ball i mean it, it beggars belief that a professional sporting team wasn't able to realize this that being said the intent of the law was to prevent time wasting especially in the era of slow overrides you want to ensure that you play more cricket for the spectator rather than just be sitting around and figuring out what's happening to the game right and the umpires are stamping down on slow overrides right but you know at the end of the world cup if you're behind your overrides you lose you have to have one more fielder um inside the circle. So this is what I have a problem with. Like a particular incident is that Shakib appeals, his appeal is upheld and like Vijay mentioned, when Matthews gets a bit defensive, Shakib is like, "Oh, it's not really my fault, it's the umpires. I don't do anything. I don't control the game." Right? If he he only changed his ranting post match when he talked about oh, it's a warlike situation and all that shit, right? If he wanted to be victory of all costs, He should have taken a page out of Ashwin's book. Ashwin is someone I really admire because of his full understanding and the astuteness of the laws of cricket. He's like, it's not my fault your helmet broke and you weren't ready or you were too scared to face a ball of a spinner. That's what I meant. Uh PK, I I agree with uh, parts of what he said and I also dis- disagree with uh, certain parts, especially the one where uh, you treated the spirit of cricket like law and uh, you know you've said that whatever happened yesterday was within the spirit of cricket 
I humbly beg to disagree because uh, it all comes down to intent. I mean, uh, Angelo Matthews' intent was not to waste time. And uh, he genuinely had what he called an equipment malfunction, which can happen to the best of us. And uh, it was a helmet. Now, given that there is so much uh, concern around, and rightly so, around concussion protocols and all of that, it is absolutely crucial that the helmet is a piece of hardware that's working fine when the batsman's taking his guard. So in that regard, if there was something wrong with the helmet, I think it was perfectly, uh, it was a perfectly reasonable ask of Angelo uh, to, uh, you know, ask for another helmet. I do concur with you in the sense that PK, uh, Sri Lankan team's analysts should have known better and should have read the rules better. But not every team gets uh, a swanky panel of uh, analysts all the time. Like, I mean, I recently read that the Netherlands team doesn't even have analysts of their own and they've outsourced that to a team in Chennai who give them constant updates and they write them down on a, on a piece of paper. And it seems to be working really well for them. But my larger point about uh, the spirit of the game and all of that, well, look, cricket is famously called the gentleman's game. Now, that was called by the old white men of nobility that uh, invented the game. And they used that as an excuse to condescend over other uh, teams, particularly subcontinental teams over the years. So I really don't buy into that because that's that's just a way of, uh, you know, gatekeeping who gets to uh, play the game. And uh, well, it's, it's, it's a sight to see that those who invented it aren't doing too well right now. But it is it is like any other sport, a game that builds character. And even legends of the game have had their fair share of... Uh, tantrums on field. I mean, Kohli talking into the stump mic to the uh, umpires, uh, uh, Australians sledging other players. And, you know, it, it does produce uh, interesting characters like, you know, Andre Nell, who would give a mouthful. Uh, you only remember Andre Nell because every time he would bowl a ball to uh, an Indian player, he would give them a mouthful. And I don't know if he got suspended over the years, but yeah, I mean, you remember him because he was a character, right? Now, all of these things are uh, things that show the person's character. But you will notice among the great players and among most players, actually, that over the years when they play the game, it builds that character. Like, Kohli is no longer the brash youngster he used to be. He is one of the most matured uh, readers of the game today. He's aggressive, yes, but he's definitely more mature than he was 10 years ago. And so there is this growth arc. And every team typically tends to have uh, what I call a wanker to good bloke ratio. And uh, coming to Bangladesh, I think that is where, you know, Bangladesh is this team that has, you know, the ratio is pretty skewed towards the bankers. So, Shakib, fantastic all-rounder, but that's all we can say of him. I mean, if, if, off, off the international cricketing field, uh, he's he's shown us plenty of examples of uh, what, what kind of a personality he is, breaking the stumps, screaming at the umpires and whatnot, like you mentioned. So... Uh, that is that is really what uh, sets a team apart and that makes, you know, it, it creates a distasteful environment and you don't even feel like supporting a team like Bangladesh, even when they're underdogs. It's an ethos thing with the team, right? So if it was something that happened 10 years ago and, you know, uh, people, when they called it out, it's it's been mended and the team's better. Now, apart from the fact that they give us plenty of opportunities to root for them and then disappoint us, like, you know, uh, so I think, I think... Well. This is not uh, this is not a hatred for Bangladesh, uh, uh, lest you know you get the wrong notion. But I think something's wrong with the ethos of Bangladeshi cricket, and that's really the reason why uh, the, it is it is also distasteful when when they're on field. And I will actually come out in support of the Nagin dance because you know uh, that is something that the so-called cultured class might find crass, and so they might have an issue with uh, players putting a particular step on field. 
but i mean how how different is it from bangra so i don't i don't think the nagin dance is a problem it's it's just the circumstances under which players and the way in which players react when they put under those circumstances and that is what we saw yesterday as well i'm sorry for the long monologue but i'd like to uh, throw this open to the rest of you with quick thoughts thank you kartik aryan from pyar ka panchnama uh, <laughs> <laughs> that 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 said we 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 primarily remember andre mill because he gave a mouthful to a certain shantakumar shrisant who then tongued him for a sixth away next ball and danced like nobody's business on the pitch after that a dance that was arguably worse than the nagin dance honestly bangla should have been an easy team to support they have been underdogs for almost two decades now and if if you go by the professor from money he's theory uh, the underdog always gets more support you remember david versus goliath because david won and goliath lost and bangladesh have been underdogs for a long time a country that hasn't been doing very well economically has a very large population the place don't have the best of facilities but still they have managed to produce some brilliant cricketers shakib hasan being one of them there have been the likes of tamim ikbal who gave us a hard break back in 2007 so ideally bangladesh as a team should have supporters here and there but somehow uh, in a neutral game even a team like afghanistan will draw a lot of support but bangladesh should not now i that it would have been a strange incident but some fan came out with this poster of taskin ahmed holding my sinhoni's head and yeah. then the whole uh, brawl which happened when the under 19 team won the world cup final against india that ugly brawl which happened that shows that the team overall the cricketing fraternity has been mature and they have lot class and finesse so somehow bangladesh very soon probably will will be a very tough side for even bangladeshis to support because anyways they they reach out to india for all their financial needs so for i won't be surprised if bangladeshis also start supporting india in the matches to come in uh, in, in the upcoming matches yeah makes sense makes sense i think uh, to to your point uh, vijay see a lot of players start as bankers but eventually they grow on to you you kind of start respecting them uh for their skill as well shakib is one bloke you'll never do that i mean we we started we were talking about it earlier right we the kind of analysis ricky ponting does on the field and in commentary right now is unparalleled he's probably one of the better ones doing it and off the field on the field the way he used to play his conduct spirit of the game and what not we hated him for that but we respected the way he batted the way the kind of you know runs he scored the springs that he had in his bat in 2003 we all love that right but it's it's shakib again so it's like you know bangladesh in general like you said rithvik is a side to be hated and then there is this guy who even when he'll play for kolkata knight riders or any other ipl team you'll ha- end up hating that team as well so it just bonkers the way they are doing it and and you know this episode is you know richly deserved by the team thank you I want to pick you up on that um man and when you talk about Australians right and, and you know call me a fake Aussie but I would know a thing or two about hating the Australians right I mean you know it's probably the same reason Steve Waugh Ricky Ponting you know 
Aussies that were reviled as much as they were respected, right? And the reason why that was, was basically what happened with Shakib. Right? If they did something egregious, you know, it was the white line fever that made them, you know, hunger to win. Like that Justin Langerinson where he knocked the bail off and then appealed for a hit wicket. Or the umpteen catches that Australia claimed, but, you know, they, they grasped just like the one with Marcus Stoinitz a couple of minutes ago against the Afghanistan game, right? I mean, but if others did it, Oh, thank God, Jesus Christ, the heavens were all going to fall because the gentleman's game had been sullied by, by these um, people of, of another continent, you know, and, and they must be educated. And that was the reason why I just detested Australia and, and England, because when they did it, it was within the spirit of the game, whatever nebulous construct that was. And and for me, when Shakib did it, it wasn't the fact that it, it wasn't the fact that he did it. He could have done it, and, and you know, it was it was a shit decision. But he tried to pin it back on the umpires, and I'm not saying it because yeah. I'm not qualified to become an umpire. But it was as if he realized that shit. People are not going to like me anymore. Let me just blame it on the umpires because we can always blame it on the umpires. Yeah, I mean, if you want to be a wanker, right. if you want to be a wanker, own it like the Aussies do. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> On, on, on that note, though, uh, yes, we've you know we've bashed Shakib enough. Uh, the role of the umpires here, uh, yes, you know, I think Mariah Rasmus went up to him and talked about it. You know, whether you still want to appeal and all that, they could have, in fact, you know, handed over to the third umpire. I'm going back to the same thing, 150, 155, and you know that's what I think. Angela Matthews and Sri Lanka board maybe will come out with a statement as well. Would talk about maybe they could have just spent a couple of minutes on that timed out decision to make sure that it was right. And I can't help but think if it was Ben Stoke or if it was Joe Root or if it was David Warner on the other side instead of Angelo Matthews, would the conduct be in the same? And we have had multiple instances in the past where Asian cricketers have been you know, treated different, differently that way. And... Uh, I mean, I, I would ask that question of uh, not just the umpires. Would the umpires have treated a Ben Stokes differently if, uh, say, a Shakib had appealed? But my question would also be, would a Shakib have appealed against a Ben Stokes? I, I think Shakib would have appealed. He doesn't care less. In fact, in fact, like Manan said, uh, that the umpires would have spent a couple of minutes more to debate uh, the decision. Shakib could have well uh, appealed for the umpires to be dismissed. You can time the umpire out. That's all everything. So, so <laughs> one thing, one thing I was, I was expecting, I was expecting a beamer from uh, you know Anjali Matthews to Shakib, but then again, you know he might have taken the wickets out and probably ran after him for all. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so, so that's it. Do you think this dismissal will be called Shakib? Hereafter, <laughs> or 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 does the word Shakib has a lot, lot more connotations? Like yeah, I think I think there's a bunch of things. Yeah, the dismissal probably will be called Matthew and probably Matthew, find its place yeah. in the Bible as well. <laughs> yeah, I think Matthew has a nicer ring to it than Shakib because Shakib uh, encompasses the whole gamut of misconduct that you would have to do uh, to get yourself kicked out. But no, speaking of, you know, you know the funniest thing about all of this, right? England has been so irrelevant in this World Cup that the spirit of cricket debate is going on, and no one from England even cares. Or, or frankly, <laughs> I don't even know they know. Did, yeah. did you see that post from the Bami Army? <laughs> yes, they're I love that. I I love the fact that they they had the wishful thinking to you know hold tickets for the Bami Army and. Uh, 
it's great because the BCCI doesn't seem to be uh, selling tickets anyway to any game. <laughs> so it's good to see somebody selling some tickets. Right. Oh, yeah. God. And speaking of England, uh, India's net run rate is higher than the number of points that England has in the tournament <laughs> so far. Mate, uh, the number of kids Rithvik now has is <laughs> <laughs> equal to the points England has in the tournament. Rithvik, do you want to beat England or not? No, really. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, well planned, well planned. All right, folks. Uh, it's it's this is all we have for this uh, special episode of the podcast where we wanted to discuss the uh, ethics of what Bangladesh did yesterday to Sri Lanka and why, in general, we don't particularly like discussing Bangladesh a lot. So I hope you've had your fill for those craving uh, some kind of Bangladesh content on this podcast. I hope this episode satisfied your hunger. Thank you for joining us. Uh, this is uh, me, Vijay, signing off with Ritwik Manan and Prasanna from the Common Fan Podcast. Right. Thank you.